Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from the adventures of Bradley and Don on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. Hi, Don. Hi. Hello, John. Hello. Allow me to read to you. Hi, Ross. Oh, Hello, yeah, Ross. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. Got to include him. Uh, in North Korea, it's not enough for the government to control where you go, where you learn, what you learn, where you work, what you say. You need to, they need to control you through your emotions, making you a slave to the state by destroying your individuality and your ability to react to situations based on your own experience of the world. This is from the book In Order to Live by, help me, Don. Yomi Park. Yomi Ni. Yomi. Yonmi, thank you. Yonmi Park, uh, a book that all three of us have read now, um, due to yeah. the recommendation from you, Don. I thought it was wonderful, and John, you recently finished this book, yep. and uh, the timing was good because last week um, North Korean leader Kim Jong Un has issued a order to local authorities that bans suicide. Okay. After data showed numbers skyrocketing. Uh, and he's actually he's mad and upset, and now it's illegal to to kill yourself in North Korea. I suppose, you know, and you you you're wondering right off the bat, well, how am I going to be punished if I kill myself? What they do is they punish your family. Right. Yeah. I was just yeah. going to say that no. you think, in, yeah. you know, when you think in our terms, we're like, well, big deal, I'm dead. Right. No, your no. family will probably live no matter what their status is right now. They'll yeah. be. Um, just maybe Even in prison, worse. maybe yeah. put in prison because you yeah. chose to kill yourself because you're so depressed about labor, uh, yeah, where you live. Isn't it, Don, either labor camps or re-education centers? Some of them you can get out of after serving your time, but some of them you're just in there till you die. That's right. And then if you do end up getting out, it's usually because you had to bribe guards. Like that's always the way to get out. Yeah. And so then in order for your family to do that, they have to steal. And then if they get caught, they'll also be put in jail. Yeah. So it's a it's a real fun time over there. And I knew I knew North Korea was really, really bad, but I just didn't realize the extent of it until I read her book. Um, and I guess it first came to light a few years ago when I was reading something about who is the who is the leader? This Jong Un, his dad, who just died. Oh, that's ill. Ill. If you didn't go out in public and cry and weep and slap yourself and really, really act like you're um, really depressed, right? 
your neighbors would turn you in and you'd get in trouble. Yeah, not just trouble, but they'd probably execute you for not being upset enough about his death. For not grieving enough. Mm, it's just, you. we know it's bad, but until you read this book, you just don't know how bad it is. Here's how bad it is. I only highlighted, I highlighted that little portion I just read to you just to kind of set the scene that they also control your thought or they mm. tried to. But then I, uh, I, it's just a short section and I found it stunning. Um, again, this is from the book, In Order to Live. One of the biggest problems in North Korea was a fertilizer shortage. When the economy collapsed in the 90s, mm -hmm. the Soviet Union stopped sending fertilizer to us and our factories stopped producing it. Whatever was donated from other countries couldn't get to the farms because the transportation system had also broken down. Mm -hmm. This led to crop failures and made the famine worse. So here's what they did. The government came up with a campaign to fill the fertilizer gap with local and renewable sources. Now we know, all know what we're thinking, right? Animal waste and human waste. Mm -hmm. Every worker and school child had a quota to fill. Every member of the household had a daily assignment. So when we got up in the morning, it was war. My aunts were the most competitive. Now I'm thinking about kids in my, when I was a kid, we all competed to get all the, for some reason, the Campbell soup labels. Oh, and, yeah, I remember that. And you'd that. hand them in and get, I don't know. Like you get a couple a, cents or something. Yeah, yeah. a backpack or a, a pack of gum yeah. or something. Uh, anyway, the aunts would say, remember not to poop in school. Uh, whenever my aunt um, traveled away from the house and had to go somewhere else, she loudly complained that she didn't have a plastic bag with her to save it. Next time I'll remember, she would say. Uh, thankfully, she never did this. So actually, that was probably just a ploy, an excuse to not save it and carry it or just home with you. To be like, I'm so sad, I don't have enough, I'm going to be punished, so you need to give me yours. Right. You know, because the kids... Also had to, and then anytime a dog started pooping on the street, just gonna bring everybody it like it's war. would run it's to on. try to get, and then they're fighting over the dog poop. That was one of the most horrifying if, parts of this if, book. If this wasn't real, it would be an awesome SNL skit. It, mm. it, I mean, it sounds yeah. on the surface funny, fighting over it, mm. but. This really played out, and this is not funny at all. No, not at all. And they were barely eating, so you're not producing that much poop. Just uh, sorry to be gross, but when you're only given like a handful of rice a day, because that's all they could afford, or maybe just yeah. go hungry completely. Right. You know, you don't, you're just a little kid, and the anxiety that it would create with the, this it? author yeah. and all the little children, like all day long in school, and they're so weak from hunger. When they're asked mostly in school, all that's taught is, um, you know, you have math and basic things like that. But you had to, like, confess your um, uh, what you did that was wrong, like, mm -hmm. every day to the mm -hmm. country and to the dear leader. And so, you know, they're or, or they're asked to recite the national anthem. Right. And they're so weak and tired that they can't remember it. And then they're just punished. I mean. That goes on and on and on. And you might think, oh, I don't want to read something like that. But it's a page turner. You it can't really not is. Read you can't it. stop. Yeah. And yeah. you yeah. really want this this um, this girl to get out of there and survive. And, you know, the reason why we know about all this stuff is because she wrote about it and she she did make it through. But what she has to go through 
is just horrific. And, and I would also like to say that it makes you really appreciate your life here. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And now she is, um, I think she's living in the United States yeah. full time and mm -hmm. she's active on Twitter and she's um, active in causes. Um, what she went through before she was out of North Korea, but before she made it to South Korea is so unbelievably disturbing. Mm -hmm. And she thought so, too, but she got so used to it that it didn't seem disturbing and wrong after a while. Yeah, well, even the thought, when you were talking about the thought stuff, even after she got to South Korea, you could tell that whole thought process about North Korea was still in her head. Right. And she was still reacting to how she should act if, she, you know, she were in North Korea. Uh, the train, not training, training's a bad word, but the uh, conditioning, maybe? It's yeah. psychological warfare, Jack. Oh, that's, yeah, what, that's what it all amazing. is. Yeah, that's what it all is. And it took a long time, it seemed like, in, in the book for her to actually break away from those thought processes and, and everything that North Korea wanted her to believe in. And yeah. Think. I have not read the book, but from what you guys talk about and what I've, you know, unearthed and learned about North Korea, because it is an active interest of mine, so I'll read the book, too, is to your point, you know, uh, well, the psychological warfare that I mentioned, but Kenny, the, sometimes these reactions that they're giving they're not even real reactions. They're fake reactions because they're just trying to avoid getting in trouble. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when you see somebody breaking down in North Korea, they either A, are legitimately breaking down, mm -hmm. or B, they're acting like they're breaking down to avoid any further punishment. Right. How sad is that? So, so sad. It makes you, like I said, really yeah. appreciate it. Honestly, but, my heart breaks. It's just mm, such an awful with, situation. No, just wait till you read this. It's But... Now she's American, and boy, is she acting like one. And um, meaning, we're not afraid to speak our minds. Yeah. And neither is she, and she's on social media. And she's become a champion for conservative movements. Yeah. And I'm wondering, without going political here, is that is she being used again? Or... Does she really, truly feel the way she feels? And I really don't have a problem with the way she feels and what she says on yeah. Twitter. It doesn't bother me. But I'm just wondering if she's being her own person or mm -hmm. and did this these did these feelings truly and genuinely come from being part of that socialist communist country? And does she know that she might be coming God, for the lack of a better term, a puppet? Yeah. For the right, you know what I mean. That's why I stopped reading the second book. Because it's pretty political. Yeah. Do you think? Well, d before you quit, were did you feel that her views were based on her childhood in mm -hmm. North Korea? Yeah, for sure. They were so they were genuine. Yes, and she goes to college. She goes to oh my gosh, it's a very prestigious Ivy League college. She got right. a scholarship. Yeah. And what she talks about there, I do see how the far right could use that right. to their advantage to, you know, promote. Right. I'm talking about people that are <clears throat> yeah. 
way over there. You can't even see them because they're so far away to the <laughs> right. Right. Um, right. But I, and she does make a claim like, I'm not being used. I don't care about politics. Okay. I literally don't care. Like, you guys think that I'm being, you know, used or manipulated, and I'm not. Right. But I do see where she forms the opinions. And it did make me question some things about things that are happening. <laughs> I don't want to get but into it, but we, it did we, make me go, yeah, that is kind of weird, isn't it? It's like yeah. overall, like that we make up problems here. Totally. That we, um, that's what struck me the most, like that so many people haven't experienced real strife and hardship that people are constantly making up ways that they think that they are victims whenever, from her perspective, nobody is a victim here. I mean, in of course, there are victims of terrible things, but like in general, you know, right. there are so many things that people are making up <laughs> and, <laughs> and they don't even realize it because we're so spoiled. Yeah. And we've become so politicized in this country mm-hmm. that you can't have your five minutes of fame without one side trying to grab onto you and one side trying to drag you down, Mm -hmm. no matter what it is. And it's, Jesus, I saw a story this morning on Yahoo that can tell you what cars conservatives and liberals are more prone to buy. That's that. Yeah. So, oh, for the love of God. I know. I know. Oh, God. Who I cares? Know. Who cares? Right. Right. And I love to make fun of Subaru drivers, but <laughs> there's always people that break the mold. It doesn't matter, you know? And, and um, the Toyota uh, Prius, uh, as Prius. we like. Yeah, Prius, as we like to call okay, it. Okay, Prius. Uh, to disparage it. <laughs> There's even drivers of those things that break the mold that are conservative. Oh, sure. Yep. Yeah, um, it just doesn't fit. Like, you can't yeah. judge everything. But right. Yeah, it's... Anyway, uh, we got distracted there and went off on, on the... on a We took a right turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, just we, one more thing, if I can. Yeah, yeah please, yeah. John. You just I, finished it. I had... Uh, I was talking... My kid saw me reading this book, and he said, oh, yeah. I heard her. It was a great show on Joe Rogan. Apparently, she was on Rogan's show, mm-hmm. and he said it was fascinating to hear. And he said the show. I don't know. I don't listen a lot to Rogan, but his shows go as long as he wants. Basically. Right. Yeah. Sometimes and, and two hours or more. Yeah. That's. He said he talked to her for more than two hours. Rogan did, and wow. he said it was just fascinating. And he didn't. My kid didn't know a book existed or who, who yeah. the person was, except for that Rogan show. So, uh, uh, and he said it was great. I would like to listen to it actually. It, it's really funny about Rogan. He's another one that gets dragged under the. Uh, uh, drags uh, over the coals for, for from both sides for whatever yeah. he's yeah. done. Yeah. But I think he's one of our better interviewers. Mm-hmm. He, he's really good. He really asks interesting questions, and he really gets a lot out of them. You know, and people like to say how great Howard Stern is. Uh, I think Rogan's way better than Stern as far as interviewing people. I yeah, haven't that's... really listened to Joe Rogan a lot. I just hear the head. I just see the headlines about like this yeah. is a dumb thing he said. Yeah. But I'm yeah. not gonna always just believe that because I say dumb things yeah. on the yeah. radio yeah. all yeah. the time. And <laughs> so I'm not. Gonna, said. <laughs> I'm not gonna not. You know, I just haven't made room in my life to check it out. But I don't want to judge just based on some of the headlines. You know what I mean? 
it, it's yeah. funny because no matter how they quote him, there's always more that they're leaving out. Oh, sure. You, you well, know what I mean? What, yeah, everybody. But a great place to start with Rogan is just um, find a guest that you're interested in. Yeah, Th- exactly. That's how I got sucked in. And, um, you know, so and, and I don't. You know, I don't partake of him every day or every week. It's right. just like if I yeah. see a guest uh, that I'm interested in, um, I'll yeah. talk to him. Like um, uh, Eric Weinstein, or Weinstein, excuse me, uh, the mathematician, physicist. Boy, those are some interesting conversations. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and just because you are checking something out or listening to it, that doesn't mean you're subscribing to the way the yeah, person right. thinks or feels. Right. Even if right. you hate the idea, like you see a headline, check it out to see what it's all about and then make your decision but it doesn't you can hate listen <laughs> you can like no, I, I hate watch shows like why can't i hate listen right. isn't that isn't that talk radio i can just go yeah. oh, okay whatever <laughs> like i can just go uh whatever i don't like that statement but just you know I tend to not want to just make a huge judgment about somebody based on some some headline I see. I used to tell kids getting into radio that were working with me I'd I'd tell them um listen to Tom Bernard. Uh and sometimes you'd get the reaction, well I don't like what he said about this or he's this or he's that and I go no 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 no. Ignore the topic listen to how the show is done mm-hmm. um, just because you've got to know how this works and you've got to be able to listen to it without giving a rat's ass what they're talking about. Yeah. To Don's point there about once a week, I will listen to an Uber right. And then one Uber left podcast, typically in the same sitting, just to keep, you know, my head grounded on what both sides are saying. And then to back up just a little bit, Kenny, when you said, a great place to start with Joe Rogan. My first thought was make everybody watch news radio. <laughs> yeah, because that's when, that's where we saw him first. Yeah. That's his role. I also that's love true. what I he was the janitor or something, he, wasn't he? He was, he was like an intern or photographer, no? wasn't he? No, oh. they always called him the electrician. He was basically oh, their engineer. Okay. Oh, their engineer. Yeah. Okay, engineer, yeah. But yeah. Every time I tell people about news radio, and uh, basically unanimously, anytime somebody starts it, they realize right away how great of a show it is. Oh, but it's it was so wonderful. good. Yeah. But yeah. every time it'll be, I had no idea, Joe. Rogan was an actor. Oh, that's how I think of him first. I'm like, here's yeah, and he, yeah. he was a kid, like yeah. kid meaning like early 20s. Yeah. And yeah. so I just think of him as that kid from news radio. Yeah, that's and a comedian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Ross, you know all about me hate listening to a certain podcast. Is that podcast still on the air? Because I have uh, I've cured myself of tuning in or looking for it. Is it still there, Ross? Yeah, it's still there. Okay. Is it ours? Hmm. Anyway, he <laughs> cannot confirm nor deny. No, oh, by, you mean Krabby? Yeah, Krabby no, Coffee no, I, it's oh. not us. I no, well, I wouldn't. No. It's some <laughs> hacks that should never be allowed anywhere near a microphone. Okay. Uh, Kenny, uh, management was made aware of some concerns, by the way. So just okay. a heads up there. All right. Okay. This is interesting. As long as the attention isn't on me, I love it. Like, please, what's going on? Uh, Let's goss. What's the hot goss? I was uh, playing my shadow management cards. uh, (laughs) No. So without speaking about the actual podcast, Kenny made me aware of it. And then he reminded me maybe three or four weeks later. And I gave it a listen. And I went, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And we'll leave we'll leave it at that. We'll, oh, t- well, well, we'll, we'll yeah, until the show's over until and then I'm going to ask over. you who the hell you're talking yeah. about. Wow. Um is this a good spot? <laughs> yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, cuz we've got some great stories we can talk about. So um stay with us here. 
This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Every kid deserves the opportunity to attend a ball game, visit a theater, or go to the zoo. At Tickets for Kids Charities, we make that possible for 40,000 local kids each year. Learn more and make a tax-deductible donation of cash or tickets at ticketsforkids.org today. learned how awesome flight attendants were firsthand. I had a red eye from Dallas to Miami, and I was lucky enough to be uh, up front, and I was the only passenger up front, Oh! and there were about 10 in the back, and the flight attendants, two of them showed up with a couple of bottles of wine, and we partied all the way to Miami, mm. <laughs> and that's when I realized, okay, these people rock. Oh, um, sure. Because not only did we have a good time, but they told me a lot of stories. And, oh, and they this did. Was, and this was back before, well, you know, it's this would be, Jesus, early 90s. Oh, right. Okay. Late 80s. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. Before things well, got weird. Yeah, yeah. Before yeah. the terrorists ruined everything mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Well, um, I found this article from Explored Planet. And I love it. And I, at first, you know, you see these clickbait articles where you're like, oh, it'll say like, oh, what flight attendants really think about being um, a flight attendant. (laughs) And it's like, eh, whatever. But this one was so long and it had so many good little chunks of of information in it. I thought I'd bring it to the show here. Um, One of them is um, they have zip ties on them and they do have the authority to restrain you. Awesome. And I'm like, good, and arrest you, like, as a citizen's arrest until they get on the ground. I think that that is a great thing, and I'd like to see it more often, you know? You got to know what it takes to get arrested. You know what I mean? If you're thinking, if I do this, will it get me arrested? The answer is probably yes. Mm. Just don't do it. Just sit there and shut up and be nice. And if you need to get drunk, get drunk. But keep it to yourself, okay? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, So in this article, it says that they have the authority to do this. And if you're overly aggressive or trouble causing, um, they also use the seatbelt extensions as restraints. And the passengers would be placed then in an area where they can't be disruptive and would be escorted off at the first stop. They can find, unless it's an overseas flight where they're over the ocean, within 15 minutes they can make a stop and get you in a jail 
So hog tie you, drag you to the galley, yeah. and let you squirm around there yeah. until they can land in BF Iowa yeah. and toss you out on the tarmac. <laughs> That's I, right. I envision in you the air. down below with the cats and dogs and the other traveling cargo <laughs> when you're in trouble. Because we've seen so many videos lately yeah. of like, yeah. there was a guy screaming about that a baby was crying on the plane. He just lost it. And he was terrible. I was yep. like, why yep. are the, I mean, I know that like when someone's that heated and just screaming and stuff, like what, it's scary and you don't want the other passengers to get hurt. But I wish there was just a collective, like a knowledge that you can't get away with doing that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. I don't care if your wrist is broken during the process or if you hurt your little finger and you want to sue the airline, it should just be like, in the air, we rule, and you behave. And if you don't, you're going to be put in airplane jail and, and on a the lot plane. Of, on a lot of this article is uh, etiquette, oh, how, yeah. how you stay out of their way. Uh, like, don't go barefoot. Oh, God. No. They say that it's disgusting. Like, the, that does not get cleaned. You don't get a shampooed carpet every time you enter a plane. People have... You know, babies have puked, there's urine, there's blood. They say all of this, any bodily liquid is on there, plus spilled, like, breast milk, so it's all funky. Like, do it's filthy. It's filthy, filthy. Do not take off your shoes. And you're making it more filthy with your dirty, diseased feet. Fungus. Oh, God. Like, you see people doing that, and I always try to take a picture just so that I can put it on the Internet. Um... There are other things in here that, well, what did you guys find well, interesting? What I love is when you walk on the plane, they've got their hands behind their back oh, as, yeah. they, as they greet oh. you and they kind of do a head count. Um, and they, what they're doing is they're profiling. They're sizing you up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are. Yeah. They're profiling yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. To so, see if you're going to be unruly or a problem. Right. And I wonder how many times they're correct. I bet you the old veterans that have been at it for 10 years or more, mm -hmm. I bet they're pretty good. They mm -hmm. know their clientele. And then they talk to each other, and I love this, with a secret code. Yes. Yeah, that's the yes. best part. Yeah. They communicate yeah. without, uh, without communicating. Yeah. It's true. They use those. You know, you hear like the the dings and the beeps in the airplane. Yeah. And sometimes, like it's really usually like the seatbelt light is on or off. But actually you'll look up and you're like, oh, it didn't change. I wonder why. That's because they're using those as signals to each right. other. Right. And yeah. I am all about that. That reminds you, me of working in retail where we had codes on the walkie-talkie that somebody was shoplifting. Right. Yeah, and all kinds of different things. Do you and Bradley have a code um, that you can get to, um, Jesus, why am I forgetting your producer's name? Mike. Uh, Mike, thank you. Where you can get to Mike, where it means come in here and save us. The reason I ask, because um, John used to have a desk right outside of the control room in AM, and we all kind of had this rule that if you saw one of us or John being cornered by somebody really irritating. <laughs> oh, you mean just off the air? Yeah. One of us, yeah. One of yeah. us would either open the door to the from the control room or I'd walk by and say, Johnny, I really need your help in here. Can you help me figure this out? And you'd grab him by the collar and take him out of there and say, oh, yeah. 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 Uh, the best was I would sit there and uh, you know who uh, there's a couple yeah, of people yeah, that would yeah. corner me. Yeah. And uh, Rook from the control room would call me. 
Yeah. <laughs> John knew is, yeah. hey, I'm just calling to see if I can get rid of the guy who's bothering you. you know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God, totally. like yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people in offices do that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I would like to, uh, my partner Bradley, when we're on the air and I am trying to whisper something to him, yeah. he will just go, what are you whispering to me? Like he'll be. I'm like, dude. That's that's like I'm like, like he was talking about just simply the other day. Um, he was so distracted by he couldn't think of anything but the pigs on the highway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the pig. Oh, there's a pig. You guys truck. should have had me on. You. I, bro- I broke the story. I was the first in the metro to talk about it. Oh my God, Kenny. Well, yeah. So I've got I had all sorts of video. I hadn't heard anything about it. Yeah. So he starts talking about pigs on the freeway on the air, and I'm like, I just whispered because I didn't didn't want to sound like an idiot yeah. because I didn't look at any news. Sure. Sometimes I don't. I look right. at celebrity gossip news and no local news before right. I go in to do right. my show Nothing that's about celebrity that. gossip. <laughs> right. So don't I'm yourself. like, I don't. You're right. <laughs> but I, hey, nobody got time for that, you know. Right. So he's talking about pigs, and so I whispered to him. Here in the Twin Cities. That's what I said. I was like, here? And I pointed down like here. Because oh I wanted to know. No, no. I'm like here. Not at my crotch. Right. Okay. But I was like, here? And he says on the air, he goes, what? What are you whispering to me? What are you t-? And I'm like, okay. I just wanted to know if it was here or in New York or something. Because I didn't want to sound like a dork. But yeah, he'll do that. He'll just go, what are you saying to me? And I'm like, dude. You know what Kenny you and I will on a different show we're on on Garage Logic. Yeah. We have sometimes little signals the other guys I, they just don't notice. Like if Joe right. is saying something, you know that we think and is ridiculous. And you can oh, right. Uh, yes. or, if, or if Reavers is annoying one of us to right. no end. Yeah. Right. We we have little signals, but I don't. I, I'm guessing the stewardesses are a little more subtle than Kenny and I. Oh, that's what we're talking about, stewardesses. Yeah, that's oh. right. Uh, because you guys need a talk back in the studio, so you can turn your microphone off and hit the talk back to Brad and go. Where did this happen? Yeah. yeah well, we do by tur- we're in the same studio. Yeah. So I just turn off my. I would just turn off my mic. Both of your mics. Just yeah, give them the slashing at the throat. Yeah, yeah. We need to come up with something. Yeah. When we were in radio and Such was sequestered in the studio, um, either me or um, Rookie would whisper things in his ear. We had the capability. It's called sure. talkback. Yeah. Yeah. Just in your headphones. Half the times, um, Joe would do exactly what Bradley did. What? Yeah. Yeah, I plan on doing that. So what I learned... Oh, Lord. I know, it's really bad. It's like his first day on the job, and he'd been at it for 30 years. Um, so finally, what I did when I wanted to start talking to him, I'd go, Joe, I'm off the air right now. Turn to Channel 4, or, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he would say, okay. Like, okay. <laughs> on his live mic, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway. On the pigs, very quickly, Kenny. Kendall yeah. uh, from uh, Channel 9. I hate to go outside the building, but I was flipping through the TV at the exact same time this, this pig news was breaking. Mm. Yeah. Did you happen to see her delivery of this story, Kenny? Yeah. Yeah, of course I did. Not only that. Way to be completely unaware as to what's going on at the very radio station you work on. <laughs> Kendall and I talk to each other almost every morning. We're buddies. I know. She came on Jason's show at the same time I was on Jason's show, and we all talked about this together. Yeah. So so don't try to badmouth Kendall. She, uh, no. Kendall is one of the best. No. And she's a, I, a good friend of mine, so don't 
don't even go down the. I don't the, think he I is. Don't like, but oh. go on. I'm oh. actually I, her delivery of this story, Kenny, was one of the most endearing and loving yeah. things I have ever seen. Because um, for those who didn't see her delivering this story, she is months pregnant, right, Kenny? At this point, she's well yeah. into her pregnancy. Mm. Yeah. On the day of this story, she is wearing a very pink dress, right? which is outlined <laughs> with like just some black, right? Mm-hmm. right? So she is delivering the story, talking about there's pigs loose on the freeway. And to a degree, I'm going to paraphrase what she says because I don't remember the quote exactly. But she goes, and yes, it's not lost on me that I'm incredibly pregnant and wearing pink today. <laughs> oh, God. And, and she goes, you can't write this stuff. It, it writes itself. It yeah. was great. What you've done here reminds me of what used to happen to me all the time when I worked all these morning shows and I would get home and talk to a friend or, or somebody and the friend would say, Tell me all about what he heard on KDWB <laughs> that morning or KQRS. And it's just really, really. Yeah. Th- oh, so thanks for not listening to your. You stop it. You know, I, you know I'm your number one fan. You, you quit crying foul. Yeah, come on. Quit making up victim stories over there, Kenny. How do you score an upgrade with a flight attendant? Well, you can tip them because they accept tips. I learned from this article. Yes. You can be super nice and yes. polite. Yes. And, and, but not creepy. Right. Right. You can do that. They can't accept tips. And I thought, I did not know that. Like, not a dollar, you guys. Like, get out a 10 or a 20, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, nothing below a 20. No. It's no. got to be significant. What I learned over the years, and a lot of people probably already knew this, I've been flying non-rev my whole life because of family in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I still, if I need to get on an airplane, all I do is pay the taxes. And you learn something about being a non-rev passenger that can transform or you can use in your paying life. Dress nice. Mm-hmm. They always told us dress nice because you might be able to get bumped up to first class and they don't want anybody with cutoffs and sweatpants <laughs> and slippers in first class. Yeah. And always talk quietly about your ticket and your service and who you are and the fact that you're a non-rev. And if you get bumped, be really nice about it. Don't complain. Don't yell. Don't scream. Don't make demands when you're on the airplane. And the flight attendants know where the non-revs are sitting. So one time I flew non-rev out to Hawaii, and and we were next to the galley, and the guy knew we were non-rev. We drank for free all the, from, I think, San Francisco all the way to oh Hawaii God. just because we were really friendly and nice and non-rev. And there's no reason that won't can't happen if you're a paying customer. Stop making the ludicrous demands. Start Stop showing up smelling like farts. You know, don't take your shoes off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. I think that back in the day, you used to, like, it was known, like, we're going on a flight and we're dressing up. Like, yeah. it was an event right. where it's like you have to wear your church dress because we're going on the flight. I was going to bring that up. Church clothes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's true. Yeah. They'll, uh, just like your friendly bartender, they'll cut you off. Yeah. So try to keep it together if you're going to get ass-faced. Uh, I understand flying drunk. It's nerve-wracking flying. Just keep it together, okay? Yeah, right. You're not Hunter S. Thompson. Don't go crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, that's so good. Don't take every drug under the sun. Um, they also appreciate it if you don't order a Diet Coke. 
which I I had never heard this before. Yeah, so if you're at 30,000 feet, for some reason, the formula of Diet Coke is extra fizzy up in the air, and it takes forever, ever to settle down. Like when they pour it in the cup, it takes three times as long for them to deliver the drink to you because they have to keep doing a little. Yeah. And then a little more. It's just extra carbonated for some reason. Right, right. And so just don't do it. I don't know. Have some water. Have a lemonade. <laughs> have a ginger ale, for God's sake. I'm just thinking of our pal Patrick Royce, who's been heavily addicted to Diet Coke since yeah. he quit drinking mm-hmm. in the early 80s. You know, and he's drinking a six-pack or more. And you know when he's getting on that plane, he's pounding the Diet Coke. Oh, yeah. Why doesn't Can he you... just buy one in the in That's the what airport. I was going to ask. Can you do that? You're going to you... get, yes. Once you get through the security gate, you can buy, like they say, bring an empty water bottle. You can just fill it up at the fountain there, and then you don't have to bug them for oh. liquid. Oh, like, yeah, well, you can bring, once you're yeah. through the gate. Once you're through the gate, that's why they have all the shops with candy and all the food that you buy. You can bring your Chick-fil-A on, your Subway, whatever yeah. it is. How about airplane coffee? Um, Ooh, they say don't yeah. drink it because, like, literally in this article, they're like, do not drink that coffee. Yeah. Don't ask for coffee because those pots are rarely, rarely cleaned. And it could be funky. <laughs> Toilet water. Yeah, Toilet, basically yeah, it has the same, right, water. it has the same, like, it's kind of next to the toilet. Well, then I don't want to get the tea either, so now I'm back to, I'm just going to make you work for the fizzy Diet Coke, and I'll tip you. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's fine. I'm sure they appreciate it. How come they get to use their cell phone and we don't? Oh, right. That's another thing. Like, they are using their cell phone the whole time. They probably turn it off during takeoff and landing because they say that's whenever, in this article, like, that's whenever it can actually mess with air traffic control because cell signals are so intense. But, yeah, they have their own ability to get on, on their own Cell phones. I was once on a flight within the last five years where one of the flight attendants, I think this was pre-flight maybe mm-hmm. when we were boarding, was on their phone and verbally assaulting their significant other. Oh. And I'm like, well, this is not setting up to be a comfortable flight. You just don't want to mess with them, do, do you? Oh, boy. Do you eat the food? Uh, yeah, but I probably won't after this. Yeah. Because it says that it's so not nutritionally. They want you to feel full, so it's full of salt, sugar, and fats. And, like, it's just not good for you. Stuff that makes you sleepy. Yeah, definitely. They want you to be drugged, basically. Give me the Benadryl (laughs) chicken, please. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Um, John, do you think you'll ever get on an airplane again? I, uh, at this point, if you ask me, I'd say no. Uh, but it may happen. There may be an emergency where I have to, and maybe I'll get you know drugged up to the point where I, I won't know I'm in a little tube. It's very claustrophobic. I'm, I'm very pleased with not flying at this point. Very yeah. pleased. Um, and to be honest with you, the fly, uh, the thought of flying overseas over the ocean, yeah. I'm having a tough go with that. And I see that I think it's Delta now is going to start a new nonstop from Minneapolis-St. Paul to Honolulu. Oh. And I'm thinking the only way to do it is to take some sort of heavy, heavy narcotic. I mean, maybe even shoot up um, Mm. right before you get on the plane. Shoot up. (laughs) Yeah, Mm. and then just nod (laughs) off and uh, not wake up till you get there because it'd just be too traumatizing for me flying over the open ocean again because you know what's out in the open ocean? Water. Great white 
sharks. Yeah. Oh, the crash will kill you before the shark yeah, does. Come for on. Sure. Did you know that the oxygen in those masks only ask it only lasts like fifteen to twelve to fifteen minutes? I did know that, yeah. <laughs> it said that in this article here. I'm Dang. like, so just try to breathe on your own for as long as you can. Don't get too excited. Just do deep breaths. So is each one regulated? Like, so would that work if I, if I don't use the oxygen mask? Does that mean in 10 minutes from now I'll still have my 15 minutes worth? Yeah. Or is it all going to be, is it all coming from the same pool of oxygen? No, I think that they're all individual. Yeah, mm. like one person can't suck down all the oxygen, and like, ooh, he's really breathing deep over there. The big oxygen <laughs> tank we have, well, that's, well, you know, that's that can what I was explode thinking. and be flammable. Yeah, maybe the young and the the elderly shouldn't be given uh, masks. There, maybe their masks shouldn't <laughs> drop at all. <laughs> they should leave it for people between I don't know, fifteen and sixty. Uh oh, <laughs> you know, some oh. mask discrimination. Oh boy, I'm screwed then. Yeah. I Kenny, I think you're going to fit in just fine in my gubernatorial administration. Where well, no, no, Ross, that that's that's North Korea, like there. That's that's what that is. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I wouldn't. Since, since you sort of told the people that I'm really kind of afraid to fly, I, I've always loved flying, but after yeah. I had. A surgical procedure, I became very claustrophobic. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't mean to oh. infer that you were afraid to fly. It's your claustrophobia. Yeah, no. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, okay. And I used to love to fly. I mean, yeah. I would hop on yep. a plane at a moment's notice, but now... Yeah, same here. Getting in yeah. a tube? No thanks. John, um, I used to go on a vacation with uh, the roommate before we became uh, legal, sure. and I, I would bring blank tickets with me just and i mean driving trips just in yeah. case i needed to you know <laughs> cuz at that point we were breaking up like once a week you know you know how it you is had, you had an escape plan. Get yeah, yeah. What? and I there don't was, even get it there was what? one night in cincinnati about 2 in the morning that i was like you know what i'm just going to go to the gd airport and be done with this oh. <laughs> leave her in my car and everything oh, wow. there oh boy <laughs> is the blank ticket Kenny, for the ones that are confused, yeah, mainly Don that. and I, is that your non-rev flights yeah, to yeah. basically get yeah. in and out of town? I yeah, I uh, you used to be handed these vouchers, and you could oh. write in the destinations. Yeah, so it was really cool. It'd just be an open <laughs> ticket, and you just write whatever airport you want to go to, and away you go. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah, wow, <laughs> that is fantastic. Have you told her that? Uh, I think she might know. Um, maybe. <laughs> well, Kenny, we have her on the line right now. <laughs> uh, I told her the other night, she told me how old she was, and I said, well, I think it's time for me to find a trophy wife. And she said, yeah, good luck, pal. <laughs> yeah. No <laughs> kidding. Gosh. Yeah, so. Uh, we'll do a lottery at the fair. Uh, no, I'm. I would rather be single. That's what I, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm. just give me a cabin in the woods. Yeah, <laughs> I okay, do, Mr. Kaczynski. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know when they when they, they hauled that out in the back of a flatbed truck, it was so small. Yeah, yeah his cabin that, in the woods. Yeah. yeah, and he just passed over the weekend. He sure right? did. He did. Yep. Yeah, Don, have you ever tried to read the manifesto? Um, just parts of it. Hey, you can't get through it. You can't get past the third paragraph. He's it's so, so boring. It's so boring. And he's so, didn't he go to Harvard? Like, the oh, dude yeah. was super brilliant. smart. Yeah. There's a other, another podcast called Killer Psyche, and it's about an FBI. It's it's done by an FBI agent, and she was there um, when they oh. arrested him. It was like one of her first um, assignments. So she sat with him for hours. 
Okay, and talk tell me to again. Him. I gotta write it down. Killer oh. psyche. Oh, cool. Yep, and just find the Ted Kaczynski one. You might have to go back to the beginning, but she, you know, learned how to be a profiler and gives you kind of tips and tricks, <laughs> and also defines what a psychopath is and what a sociopath is, like the difference, and you know what is a <clears throat> a mental illness and the difference between a disorder and it's just very interesting oh that's fascinating mm-hmm. we could use that knowledge on our friends uh, on gl uh, the, the people we work with john <laughs> <laughs> to determine what they are yeah figure out <laughs> how to go on yeah uh are we done here i think so yeah i, think I was we're done. i was fascinated or hoping to learn more about the great whites that apparently want to eat everybody but maybe oh, we can say we left a lot of stuff on the table my list includes mel's hole don't ask. North Sentinel <laughs> Island, Great White Sharks, Kids in a Plane Crash. Yeah, the Kids in the Plane Crash was really And we really always and we always we, Don, we always have the story that's still here. You, oh, you can't What? Me, I'm looking behind me. Let me move it. There it is right there. Uh, that's the a story, calendar. The story about Nip, the famous life-saving oh, uh, dog. Nip, yeah. <sighs> yeah, Nip. Yeah. Yeah, I think we That'll be for the last podcast. <laughs> yeah. I think we well, can avoid Nip as long yeah. as possible. Oh, yeah, bring the music up and it sounds like we have a special guest next week, right? Yeah, auctioneer. We're going to learn how to be auctioneers next Fun. week. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts.